Welcome to a special episode of Ball Court. Yes, it is the holiday season. The new year is upon us. And yes, we have some more World of Basketball. I am your host, Coach Drew. Stick with me right here on Ball Court. Hey, everybody. Welcome, boys and girls. Yes, men and women, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ball Court, the World of Basketball. And I am your host, Coach Drew. I know it's been a while since we've spoken. But a lot has happened in the world of basketball, and I want to go ahead and address some top things. First of all, first of all, I would like to wish everybody a happy holidays. Hopefully, everything was moving great. You had a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a Happy Kwanzaa, and I hope that everybody got everything that you was dreaming of. Now, let's go ahead and talk about some of these Christmas games, because there were some people that, you know, they looked under that tree and they got cold, and they were hoping to, you know, find a little bit of a gift. Let me go ahead and jump right into it. We're going to talk about the Lakers and the Nets. That was like one of the biggest topics on Christmas Day was how the Lakers and the Nets were going to fare against each other. Now, at the beginning of the year, when we heard about the Lakers and the Nets was going to be on Christmas Day, I know everybody had those thoughts like, oh, my God, it's going to be Anthony Davis, you know, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Oh, it's going to be nice. Yeah, not quite. Well, Anthony Davis did not play due to injury. Kevin Durant, which is, it was in the protocol, along with Kyrie Irving. And we all know the story about Kyrie Irving. I got some good news on that flip side of that story, that Kyrie Irving is going to be coming back, and he's going to be playing the games that are away from uh, Jersey. Now, right now, with this whole COVID epidemic and everybody going through that protocol, Bodies are needed. Bodies are needed. So at one point, you know, the Nets had a stance that if, you know, then he's unable to play for the whole season. He's not going to be able to play at all. No, you know, breaking halfway. But now things were worked out. You know, thought, you know, things got said back and forth that worked everything out. But I think really what helped it was that pretty much everybody's, you barely have a roster with the COVID protocol. A week ago, Blake Griffin, who was not in the roster or in the rotation for most of the season, was a starter. Yes, Blake Griffin was a starter again. I'm like, what year is it? So, so with the Nets, they were a very depleted team going into that Christmas game. James Harden did his thing. And, of course, Patty Mills, if anybody was watching the Olympics and anybody's watching, you know, how they were playing on a national level, you would know that Patty Mills is an absolute beast. Him, along with James Harden, they just went off. One went for 32, one went for 34, and they just went off. Now, that wasn't it quite yet because the Lakers, everybody thought the Lakers was completely out of it. In the fourth quarter, last couple minutes of the game, they made a hell of a run. And I'm telling you, it looked phenomenal. They almost made it back, brought it within two points. And then there was – now. I'm not saying this is all on Russell Westbrook, but there was a defensive exchange where the rotation was supposed to take place. Now, Monk didn't rotate correctly, and I understand that. But uh, with, um, with Patty Mills shooting the way he was, Russell Westbrook not rotating quick enough, allowed P Patty Mills to get off that shot. Now, that three-pointer, I feel, was a pivotal three-pointer. Now, mind you, they did go on to score a couple other buckets after that to seal the game and make sure that they were able to walk away with that 
122-115 victory over the Lakers. But let's go ahead and break it down. That was actually a key moment. That actually started the ball rolling and got everything hot. And if you know anything about basketball, you will understand that in a situation like that, it is all about tempo. It's all about pace. And it's all about momentum. So once momentum fell into the hands of Patty Mills, he did what Patty Mills did, and he put the foot on the neck of the Lakers and closed out the game. Now, there is, now there is talks going around that coming up within this next week that we can see Kyrie Irving take the floor for the, new, um, for the Brooklyn Nets as well as uh, Kevin Durant. So they might have a very scary, scary-looking squad coming out there. I'm talking with James Harden, Kevin Durant, Patty Mills, uh, um, uh, Kyrie Irving. So you're going to have a lot of scorers out there. Joe Harris. They're going to have tons of scorers coming out. And so that that's going to be a scary team looking in the second half of the season. I really want to keep an eye on them. You know, barring everything does take place and they're not caught up in the COVID protocol, that is going to be a, definitely a scary team to watch. Let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. The Lakers was the one, the losing team on this end. Now, I just want to go ahead and tell you, first and foremost, let's go ahead and talk about LeBron James. Year 19, he has been playing phenomenal basketball. He's running the floor. He's, he's one of the key people getting things going as far as passing the ball. He's also one of the key people who's stepping in, grabbing rebounds. He, uh, he played a little bit of center in, in, uh, earlier this week. It's, he's doing everything that he can do. But in my eyes, that's not where it's supposed to be. Now, let's grant that Anthony Davis was not there for that game. And he was actually out for that game, so we can't put any blame on him. But let's go ahead and take a look at the whole season as a whole up until this point. Anthony Davis has not been playing at that high elite level that he was playing at in the bubble. You remember when he was in the bubble and I was telling you that this man could be the second coming. I thought I saw him walk on water, but apparently it was just a puddle that it was spilled because now he is not playing on that level anymore. It's like he has actually fell to where he what he once was. Now, with the, that, that was prior to the injury. Now, with the injury, you can see a lot of the flaws of the Lakers. There's a lot of things that was taking place. Hopefully, we had, they had signed uh, um, IT, Isaiah Thomas, to a 10-day contract, and he looked actually pretty good coming out, you know? Um, but it didn't work. It didn't work out. It was unable to re-sign him for the backup 10-day contract. That is, that's, that is okay. But now we have to understand, with just the poor defensive transitions, with the man doing way too much, where, where pretty much the key to playing with LeBron is just wait until defense attacks LeBron and then do what you can do, you know? Um, I feel like Russell Westbrook is doing too much. He's playing the game at a great level, but it's just not his style of play. He's one of those kids that has the high energy that's everywhere on the court, but at the end of the day, he's not in the right spot. Take a look at that exchange I was speaking of with Patty Mills. He rotated He rotated uh, very slowly. And for a veteran player, knowing that's going to happen, you got to get there a little bit quicker. Now, I'm not saying that he's as a greatly undersized guard, but he is not one of the big guards in the league. So he doesn't have the length that most guards will have. Even even a Spider Mitchell would have with his, with his length because, you know, He's a six-plus guy, so um, with with him, with the length that he would have, 
he can actually get to a ball like that in time and really, you know, make a statement. But Russell Westbrook was unable to do that. Now we start to think to ourselves, what's going to happen with Westbrook? He's not clicking with the team. How long is this experiment going to go on? You know? And then if it doesn't go on for too long, what options do we have? Now, my main concern is that if we're going to go ahead and get rid of Westbrook, we have to get an upgrade. But at the same point in time, who is willing to go ahead and take a value of Westbrook where his uh, current, where they're looking at his current level of play? So here's, here's a couple of, here's actually just one option that I feel would actually work very well for the Lakers. It's going to be the Houston Rockets. Why, why would you trade the Houston Rockets? Because right now the Houston Rockets is a very young team. I know you're saying Russell Westbrook back to the Rockets again. Yes, but hold on. Hear me out. Russell Westbrook actually works well with a young team. When he was at OKC, he had a young core around him after Kevin Durant left, and he was able to go ahead and lead them, playing his style of play, and he was able to pick up a lot of the um, mistakes that they were able to make. He was able to capitalize off of those. You know, he was a walking triple-double at that time, and how could you not want him in a situation like that? Now, I'm talking with uh, Jalen Glenn and all of them. They're jumping out the roof. He's jumping out of the roof. This is That would be the perfect fit for him. But who would Houston give up? I will go ahead and tell you, John Wall. John Wall is just sitting on the bench right now, one of the best players in the league. Hands down, one of the best players in the league. He's sitting on the bench because he doesn't fit into their style of actual play where, um, with that quick pace and that young style of play where the young guys are getting developed more and getting a lot more playing time. But I do feel his veteran presence and his style of play with that uh, – occasional explosiveness and the way he's able to change pace as well as create space in that, uh, in that environment, I feel that he's going to be perfect for the Lakers. Now, I don't work in the Lakers front office and I don't work in Houston's front office. So I cannot be the one to push that trade along, but I do feel that that trade right there is going to be the trade that is going to be needed in order to go ahead and get the Lakers back on track and get them looking like the Lakers again. Man. What do we got to do? All right, we have to cut our losses. Go ahead and admit to ourselves, Russell Westbrook was not the right one. Alex Caruso, we probably need him back. And if we can't, and with the way he's playing, it's going to be a cost associated with getting him back to sit him down to be a Laker once again. Because if you haven't been watching any of those games out there, in a, if you haven't been watching games out there in, um, in Chicago, you will know. This guy is lightening up. He is playing phenomenally. Matter of fact, a lot of ex-Lakers are. So I'm going to go ahead and jump on to the next game. That was uh, actually a great importance on Christmas Day. I'm talking about the, the two beasts of the West. Yes. We're talking about Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns. This game was a game. Now, first off, let's go ahead and say some rights, um, some wrongs have been righted with that game playing. And I'm going to go ahead and address it. I'm going to say, you know, let's speak about it. Let's go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. Chris Paul not playing on Christmas Day since 2015 has been a travesty. And I'm glad that now he's back playing on Christmas Day. Now, when he was playing on Christmas Day last time, it was he was the leader of Lob City playing for the Clippers and doing those things over there. This is a much different team, and I find it to be a much more skilled team that he is leading right now going against a phenomenal shooting team known as the Warriors. Now, we all know the reigning three-point shooting champ, Steph Curry, 
is going to be playing. And that means, yes, every three-point shot he makes from here on out for the rest of his career has broken the record. So that means every time he comes out and he plays, he gets a three-pointer, another record has been broken, and that's him and Steph Curry. So we knew that this was going to be a tough game. We knew it was going to be quite a fight on that Christmas game. So when we stop and we take a look at that game on a whole and say that, hey, what were the storylines behind that game? What were the things that we really wanted to look at and say, this is going to be, this is going to look somewhat different. First of all, with the um, Golden State Warriors winning that game on Christmas Day, they took over the power rankings as the number one power rank team, you know, coming out there. Now, with this as a revamped team, and I, I want to go ahead and throw this into your head for the Warriors. It's a revamped team. This is not the same looking uh, championship team that you saw a couple of years ago. We're, we're still some similar pieces. But you have a very explosive bench with Gary Payton Jr. You have uh, – or Gary Payton II. You have a very, you have, um, a very young core of players like Andrew Wiggins, who's a phenomenal player in himself. And the coup de grace, the best part about it, the, 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 the piece that is this stunt is that Clay Thompson is not reported to come back until next month. So that means he's going to be having fresh legs on the second half of the season as well as he got a chip on his shoulder that he has something to prove. Now, I'm not going to say that it's not going to be tough for him. he got to be NBA ready as far as wearing tear, but let's stop and think about it. He was the person who scored 60 points on 12 dribbles. So, you know, there's very little wearing tear going into that right there. So we got to go ahead and expect something big with him coming back and this team playing on the level that it is. Steph gained 15 pounds since the time that he came into the league up until now. So now he's playing big man ball. He's actually pushing. He's dunking. He's attacking a basket. He's strong enough to make the moves that he was making before and now to do it with consistency. um, Just moving forward and every single time he plays, every time he hits a three-point, now his confidence is going up and up. At this point, is absolutely through the roof. Who can stop him? Arguably, I would have to say he is the best shooter of all time. Arguably, I would have to say currently right now that shootout that they had in Phoenix that day determined that he was the best point guard currently in the league. I am sorry, Chris Paul. Please do not at me on this one. This, uh, this is just how I believe, you know? Next thing we want to go ahead and jump into is that after the Christmas game, Monty Williams, as well as DeAndre Ayton, actually entered the COVID protocol. Now, if you know how this season has been going, a lot of teams are being depleted, and we got a 10-day contracts coming up. Everybody's getting signed due to the simple fact of this COVID protocol and people entering the COVID protocol. Now, I'm not, I'm not one to go ahead and I'm not a medical science, so I don't know how bad the situation is. I don't know if there's another bubble coming up or another lockdown coming up. But what, what I am seeing right now is that there is a lot of cases that has been popping up. And because of that, we, they've been playing weaker basketball with uh, less players. Now, of course, you know, the Warriors and the Suns really haven't been really uh, decimated with, uh, with players out due to COVID. But you do see teams like the Lakers. You see teams like the Brooklyn Nets, like I spoke of earlier, as well as many other teams. They're playing on pretty much really weak rosters and skinny rosters due to the simple fact that they don't have enough players to dress. So this is something that we want to keep on working at. We want to we, we, we keep on looking at and hoping that there's going to be better in the future. So fingers crossed. 
And I, I'm going to go ahead and take a break. That was just a mouthful that we spoke of. Stick with me right here on Ball Court. I'm your host, Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. And I want you to invite you back to my world. Stick with me shortly. Welcome back to Ball Court. I'm your host, Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. And yes, the world of basketball has now just got a little bit more exciting. Now, everybody who knows me knows that I love the Las Vegas Aces. I'm a huge fan of the Las Vegas Aces. And guess what? Bill Lambert may be moving on to take a higher position in the Aces front office. Congratulations, Bill. But that's not the story. The story is, hands down, is that Right now, we are looking at a possibility that, yes, Becky Hammond and the Becky Hammond that I am speaking of may be, and if you, whoever doesn't know who Becky Hammond is, Becky Hammond is the assistant coach on the Spurs that actually was coaching an NBA game and was the first female to coach an NBA game. But now she is being looked at as a possibility to be taken over the Las Vegas Aces. Yes, fingers crossed on this one, because I could definitely see that her for that Aces position. Now, she's not only up for the Aces position, but she's also up for a very coveted position of the Phoenix Mercury position as well. So either one of those, I could definitely see with the clientele that she has, this is going to be something big for the league. The WNBA can sit back and they can watch some greatness actually take place. And I'm not saying that these coaches here that they have were not great coaches, but you're actually seeing one of the few coaches that could come along that not only has played in the WNBA and played at a high level in the WNBA and made himself as a uh, as a staple of the game, but also was a coach of, in the NBA as well. So this is one of those very rare moments where you're going to be able to experience uh, a lot of tutelage from both ends. So I love what is going on here, and I like what I'm seeing. And I wish Becky Hammond all the best because I can clearly see her actually bringing us to a championship. Not saying Bill Lambert is not the one to do it, but after last season and the things that went down last season, changes have to be made. And I think that having Becky Hammond in the locker room is going to be that new voice in the locker room that is needed. Now, if we haven't heard the Phoenix Mercury coach actually step down, about a couple weeks ago. So it leaves that position open for Becky Hammond. And you, who wouldn't want to coach Diana Taurasi and uh, Brittany Griner? But, I, you know, so either way, she looks at it, she's coming in with a very dominated team. And this could be the thing that pushes them over the edge. 
this could be the one step, you know, for either team that go ahead and put the opposite team in their rear view. So congratulations, Becky Hammond. Keep it going. I will keep you up to date on this story because I will be the first one popping champagne and celebrating if she is a Las Vegas ace. And if she is not an ace, if she is a Mercury coach, I will still celebrate her anyway. I will be there at your games, except for when you're playing the aces. I will be rooting against you. All right. Congratulations, Becky Hammond. I want to go ahead and jump on into the next game. This is a segment that we call a word from our coach. This is a timeout where I actually address some of my younger uh, listeners and younger viewers. So this way, um, you can have a better insight on, into the world of actual basketball and how coaches are thinking and how coaches are viewing. All right? Now, this is a, a, a comment that I saw. This is a statement that I saw. It says, see opportunity, not obligation. You don't have to get up. You get to get up. You don't have to work out. You get to work out. You don't have to practice. You get to practice. You are blessed. Get your mind right. That's what the post stated. Now, when I read that, what I got from it was a lot of us are looking at our opportunities as entitlement. A lot of us are looking at the privilege that we get to play this game of basketball or to be up any morning or to, to go to the schools that we go to. We look at that as it's supposed to, as an entitlement. But it truly is a privilege. If you have to do two-a-days at your school and you get to you get to do two-a-days, that means you get to practice basketball twice in one day. How beautiful is that? You get to practice. If you, have, if you thought to yourself, man, I have to go to practice over this Christmas break and over this uh, New Year's break, think to yourself, you are actually got the benefit of being on a team where you are so needed that there is no time off. Excellence is demanded of you. Not a lot of people are put into that position. And many of us who are put in that position, our mindset destroys us in that position. Because we sit there and say, I have to go to work. There's people out of a job, though. I have to clean up. There's people who don't have a home to clean. I have to make dinner. There's people who do not eat. These are the things that we have to look at. We have to understand how blessed and how privileged we truly are and accept that. So each and every day, we have to realize that it is a gift. That's why they call it the present. So that is the word from our coach for today. Keep focused. Take advantage of what you are doing in your life and move forward with it. And understand that the the, the, the goals that you have and the the the, the what you are seeing, the visions that you are seeing for yourself is your dream, and you have to attack it aggressively. So every day that you have to, stop and think, no, 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 I get to. And that is a word from our coach. I definitely want to thank each and every person right now for making this possible. And I, I want to thank CWN. We are growing in such a big way. If you have not gone to your iHeartRadio and decided, you know what, I have to have a station to have, please go, go there right now. Get the CWN Network station. Download it. Listen to it every morning, every day. It is absolutely amazing. And another thing, another thing that I want to go ahead and uh, tell you about, 
before I continue my thank yous, I def- definitely want to tell you about this new way of doing it. Take some time out to relax your mind from information. Nowadays, we live in an information age. We are bombarded with information every single step of our life. But take time out to remove some information. Listen to some great jazz music. Sit back. Um, allow some instrumentals. But take away that constant stimulation for words and information to go into your mind. This way, it'll give your mind a chance to relax. That is a muscle, too. And we have to learn how to rest that muscle as well. All right? So with that being said, I also want to go ahead and, and have you check out Ball Court. Make sure that you are following Ball Court. And you go to our uh, Instagram and hang in there because it will be growing in the year 2022. We are going to be bigger, we are going to be stronger, and we are going to be better just for you. So this has been the world of basketball. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining me in this world. And I am your host, Coach Drew. Thank you for being at the ball court. I'll see you next time right here on Ball Court. This is a CWN Sports Network presentation.